1: Dear friends, let's agree on something from the very outset. In matters of religion or matters about church, we will recognize and accept Jesus Christ as all authority. Think about it. Is there any other place or any other person where we can stand? Let's think more on that in just a moment. But first of all, a thank you to our Jay Webb for his kind introductions and greetings and hello to everyone. Have you ever wondered about the churches we read of in the New Testament? Seventy-seven times we see the word church used in the New Testament. When we see the church, we cannot help but to see the Christ. So let's talk about the church and the authority of Christ today. Revelation chapter 1 verses 12 and 13 speaks of seven golden candlesticks with one like the Son of Man in the midst of the candlesticks. Revelation 1.20 affirms the candlesticks are the seven churches to whom John would write. So, dear friends, we see the authority of Christ all throughout this chapter and the book of Revelation just like every other book of the Bible. There is no doubt from the outset that Christ has the authority over the church. After all, the church was established by Christ according to Matthew 16 and verse 18 and in Acts 2, in verse 47, the saved were added to the church of which Jesus promised to build. Christ is the head of His church, as affirmed in Colossians 1, 18, and Colossians, or rather Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. We will also add in Colossians 1, in verse 24, and Ephesians 5, in verse 23. And as the head of the body, the church, there can be only one head to one body. There is one body, we learned that in Ephesians 4 and verse 4, and if the body is the church, and Christ is the head of the church, there is only one head of the church, and that is Christ, one head to one body, which is his church. So Christ built only one church, and he is the head of it with all authority. Now we're going to see that authority brought forth, especially in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verses 11 through 18, in just a moment. We're going to look a little closer at the authority of Christ in our study, but first let's pause for a few seconds for a special message about our website, and then we
0: will return. Our website is internationalgospelhour.com. That's internationalgospelhour.com. Please check it out and listen to our other broadcasts. Learn more of our history. Download our app. Request our free newsletter and free Bible study. Also check out our free resources available from our fellow laborers in the gospel. Yes, friends, all for you through our website at InternationalGospelHour.com. Let's continue today's study.
1: From Revelation 1, 11-18, the Bible reads, Jesus saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the First and the Last, and what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, or, some translations, candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars out of his mouth when a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead." But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, "Do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive for evermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. dear friends, let us emphasize the authority of Christ by what he called himself, and to see in those titles the power and might of God through Christ, first of all, in verse eleven. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the First and the Last. Now again, this is affirmed in verse 17 when Jesus said, I am the First and the Last. And we are reminded from this text, there is nothing to fear. When you and I look at verse 14 of his head and hair white like wool, is that not a sign of purity? His authority is pure and honest. Let's parallel here. Let's parallel here, if you will, Proverbs sixteen thirty one and Daniel seven in verse nine. But we also note that his eyes are like a flame of fire. So not only do we see purity, but we see a matter of penetration. How his eyes were penetrating, eyes like a flame of fire, getting attention. You know, when you think about it, John had seen the eyes of Christ filled with tears, John eleven thirty five. But now he finds them with these eyes like a flame of fire, a symbol of they are searching and they are penetrating through the thoughts and the motives of the churches of whom John would write. In verse 15, we see his presence when we read, feet like fine brass. That's indicative of his presence or where his feet go, there he is, and also it's indicative of judgment, where all things were put under his feet, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. In verse 15, we find he has the voice as the sound of many waters. That shows his power. Dear friends, the sound of many waters together symbolizes great power. Water is powerful when it comes together, floods... Uh, I've seen floodwaters just change the looks of things, of their power. Well, this, my friends, would show of his power that would shatter the proud, but yet in turn give confidence and assurance to those who are humble. So when we look at him being the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, a purity look, a pure look, but a look of penetration, that he could look right through our thoughts and motives, his presence is of power, As our Savior, He is one who will support His children, His followers. And no doubt from these descriptions we see warmth to the righteous and assurance, but terror to the wicked and to correct those matters. Dear friends, the first and the last covers it all, total completeness. Let's get a second description here from verse 18 to when Jesus said, I am He who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Now let's look at his garment in verse 13, a garment like a priest, a golden band around the garment, which shows his dignity, a priestly-like garment, royalty and greatness, a garment as a high priest. You know, he's taught, or rather we're taught in Hebrews 4, verses 14 through 16, that we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was on all points tempted as we are, yet without sin, so let us go boldly into the throne of grace. He's a high priest over the house of God, Hebrews 10 and verse 21, and 1 Timothy 3.15 affirms that the house of God is the church. We see this garment is reference or refers to even a garment as a king, and he is the king of kings and lord of lords, 1 Timothy 6.15-16, and 16 and he is the king over an earthly kingdom a non-earthly kingdom rather according to John 1836 his kingdom is spiritual and as a prophet well he is depicted as a prophet in John 419 and even the prophet that Moses would prophesy of in Acts 322 and 23 when you see dear friends He is dressed and ready to bring forth His duty of atonement for His followers. So He's not only our Savior that supports us, but our High Priest that sits for us on the right hand of the Father, that High Priest who makes intercession for us, Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, and Hebrews 6 and verse 9. We'll borrow the line from the hymn, Hail Him, Hail Him, Prophet and Priest and King. Let's pause for a moment. We have a very special reading offer for you today, absolutely free, that parallels our study, and here's our Jay webb
0: For over 50 years, the Spiritual Sword has served as an excellent tool for reading and study. The Spiritual Sword brings into print some of the finest literary efforts of noted men in churches of Christ today. We at International Gospel Hour are blessed to share absolutely free a classic edition of this periodical, with the theme, Jesus, what he called himself. This is a perfect companion to our study today. Again, we will send it absolutely free. Just call us toll free at one eight five igh 6988 and leave your name, address, and say, Spiritual Sword. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. Please leave your name, address, and say, Spiritual Sword. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type, Spiritual Sword, in the message box. We'll send it very soon. And now, let's continue our study.
1: In verse 18, Jesus says, "...I have the keys of Hades and of death." The authority of keys and their message. Keys are a symbol of authority. Jesus used this in Matthew 16 and verse 19. And Jesus has the power to give that authority. Coming forth from His hand in verse 16, His message depicted as these stars, a message that would consume the wicked and a message that we could use in battle. From his mouth, the two-edged sword reminds us of Hebrews 4.12, two-edged, good unto salvation and wrong unto punishment. And we're reminded of that bright countenance before John, the same as in Matthew 17:1 through 5 in the conclusion, to hear ye him. Here is the messenger that stands for us. So let's summarize with the authority of Christ a Savior that supports us, a high priest that sits for us, and the message that will stand for us. Look at what is before the one who is a Christian. What an awesome study on the authority of Christ, and we're going to pursue this and study together another time. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. We're blessed by your presence, and I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening.
0: Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God, but second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.